The Myrtles Plantation in St. Francisville, Louisiana, is for sure the most haunted house in Louisiana, and that's saying a lot because, you know, we have New Orleans, which is an old, super haunted city. We have all the, the swamps, the haunted little swamps and areas like that, all the legends of monsters and cryptids, but the Myrtles Plantation is the most haunted house in Louisiana. Some might argue the most haunted house in the U.S. Now, I know people from other regions are going to argue with that. Um, that being so, I tend to agree after having stayed there. That's right. Stayed overnight in the Myrtles Plantation. So we're going to talk about that. So first of all, welcome to Fangs and Folklore. We're here in the Fangs and Folklore studio in the basement of the uh, abandoned castle in the middle of the haunted forest here in the, the nice brick-layered basement with stuffing on the wall. Uh, so yeah, so... Welcome, my name is Matthew Miller, I'm your host, expert in all things supernatural, horror, paranormal, monster, and all that good stuff. I am a horror writer from the deep, dark, haunted swamps of Louisiana, and I welcome you to my terrifying world. Check out my books on Amazon, please, beginning with the first one, uh, Blood Feud, a punk rock vampire story. Blood Feud, a punk rock vampire story. It's part one in the Gravedigger series. The, it's a six-part series about a punk band called the Gravediggers who have no musical talent whatsoever. And they uh, keep having to face these horrible supernatural monsters like vampires and werewolves and zombies. Oh my, things like that. It's super entertaining. It's horror comedy. And the last one, volume six, is coming out any day now. I know I've been saying that for a couple of weeks, but it's really true now. And then I have several other standalone books that are coming out soon, too. Also horror. Great. So let's talk about the Myrtle's Plantation. Okay, so the Myrtle's Plantation, uh, in 1796, uh, a man named uh, General David Bradford... Um, rebelled against George Washington. Now, Washington had put a tax on whiskey, and many Americans didn't like it, so there was something called the Whiskey Rebellion, and General David Bradford, Mr. Bradford, or General Bradford, was a, an important member of that rebellion, and there was a price placed on, uh, placed on his head by George Washington. So he fled to Louisiana because then it was a Spanish territory. You know, it's, we switched from Spanish to French back and forth until the Americans bought it in the Louisiana Purchase, which I believe was 1809. Correct me if I'm wrong. He bought 650 acres for cheap, for next to nothing. Uh, in eight, and so this 1796. So he builds a plantation there. In 1820, he sells it to his son-in-law, Mr. Woodruff, who remodeled it. Okay, so uh, there's a whole drama there with uh, Bradford and his family and the Woodruff and his family. And the woman dies and the children die. Basically, uh, 14 years later, Mr. Sterling buys the mansion and uh, decides to restore it to its glory, former glory, and it's really beautiful. And uh, there's one legend I'll tell you real quickly, the legend of Chloe. Now, this being an antebellum plantation, there were slaves. It's a horrible thing, human chattel slavery we had here in the South. Uh, but as part of history, unfortunately, our history, Chloe was a slave girl. And the legend says that she was spying, peering, eavesdropping, I guess, on her master's business. And he finally got so angry he had her ear cut off or her earlobe cut off as a punishment. Uh, and she wore a turban around, a green turban around her head for the rest of her life because, you know, she was, uh, they didn't want anyone to see that. And supposedly she poisoned the children to get back. And there's all sorts of possible stories about this. Historians would argue this and that, but that's the basic uh, legend. Okay. Now, the Myrtles is amazing because you can go and stay there overnight. You can rent a room or as many nights as you want. And many people who have done this have, have taken a lot of ghost photographs, a lot of EVPs, a lot of interesting things here, like much more than, than most other places, you know. Um, I've done ghost hunting before, and I've never, never had anything like this. So my, my assistant and I, he asked me not to say his name, 
uh, just because of his, he was, wants his privacy. We went there. We met a friend for dinner at their restaurant, restaurant 1796, which was excellent. I was not expecting much from this restaurant, but it was fantastic. They have a, uh, um, an open log burning uh, oven, basically a fire oven. And I got a pork chop fired on that oven with a sauce over some purple rice and cabbage. And it was just amazing. I couldn't believe, I was expecting eh, burgers, but no, it was really good, really nice and a nice wine list. So we enjoyed the hell out of that. So we rented the William Winter room. Um, Mr. Winter was one of the people who stayed there. And the legend has it that he was, um, he was a carpetbagger from the North in the, in the post-war South and wasn't liked very much and was shot killed outside the house, ran in, uh, climbed the stairs full of blood, and then died there right on the stairs. So we stayed in his room, the William Winter room, which is on the second floor of the house. There's one, two, three, four, maybe five or six rooms in the house you can, you can stay in. It was a nice room. I have some pictures I'll be flashing up here throughout the podcast of all the different things we experienced. Uh, when you first pull into the Myrtle's Plantation off of the highway, you get a, an overwhelming sense of sadness. Really, like a palpable feeling of sadness. All the human misery that occurred here, the murders, the intrigue, the poisoning, the slavery in and of itself, war, you know, just there's so much human misery. It was also a, a Confederate hospital for soldiers at one point. So much death and misery occurred at this plantation. You can feel it. And you pull off the highway up the curving lane among the Spanish moss hanging off oak trees and myrtle trees from where it gets its name. The thick Spanish moss, you know, and it's just... There's such a thing, we call it Southern Gothic, a certain genre of movie and book, Southern Gothic. It's because this kind of setting in the South kind of, it can be Gothic, you know, it's creepy and, and old. And uh, yeah, you can just feel the sadness and the history in this place. So uh, we enjoyed our dinner and then we uh, stayed overnight in the room. And we uh, took some walks around the grounds, used that equipment I showed you the last podcast from, you know, the ghost hunting equipment that, came, that really worked well. And so basically, uh, I want to show you what we got. We um, slept in the room, and uh, both of us are huge snorers. So I muted some of the video because there's nothing to hear except our snores. So if you're wondering why there's no sound, it's not because I'm hiding a ghost voice or something. It's because I don't want you to hear a bunch of snoring <laughs> and possibly other bodily noises <laughs> that come at night. <laughs> Definitely not a ghost. Okay, so uh, let me tell you the stuff we got. Um, I took the history tour during the day, and then that night, the ghost tour in the house, the parts that you can't just walk around in, the private rooms. There's one room, which is off the main entrance hall. This was the lady of the house's sitting room, day room. It is, um, this is where a lot of activity happens in this room. And I walk in, and you just feel it. It feels heavy in this room, heavier than any other room. It's hard to explain. I know that's very subjective, and I can't prove it to you if you're watching this or listening. But it just feels heavy, you know. Before you even know the history, it, it feels heavy, like sad and heavy in this room especially. And um, so this is where the girl Chloe, the slave girl, sometimes or often appears, pushes people. A friend of mine, a person I know, took the tour and had felt something push her and she stumbled over. So this is a room where a lot of activity happens. I did not personally experience any ghostly activity in that room, but I did feel that overwhelming sense of sadness and heaviness for sure. Then uh, other parts of the house, there's a, a kind of a parlor and, well, there's a dining room, first of all. Then there's a ladies' parlor, a gentleman's parlor, and a gambling room. And uh, there's a mirror, which I'll show you in a little bit, which is in, the, uh, in one of the parlors, ladies' parlor, I believe. This mirror is called a haunted mirror. It has some, some uh, tarnish marks on it, 
that will not come off. You clean them, they reappear. One of them kind of looks like a face or like claw prints or hand prints. And I'll show you that. In fact, let me show you at least those marks right now. I won't show you the other stuff, but this is the haunted mirror. I'm going to flash this on the screen. If you're listening uh, uh, to this podcast instead of watching, you'll enjoy the EVPs, but unfortunately, I guess you just can't see the pictures I'm showing. So you might want to check this one out on YouTube, actually, instead of Podbean alone. So these are the, the marks, the kind of fingerprint claw marks and another kind of handprint. And again, they won't come off. Normally on a mirror, if you had that kind of just human oil tarnishing it, you clean it with a silver cleaner. Or a, Yeah, they had silver in them in those days, the mirrors. And it comes right off, but this one just keeps reappearing. You'll clean it, it comes off, it reappears. Supernatural? I don't know. Weird for sure. <laughs> Um, so that's the haunted mirror. People often take pictures in this mirror and find someone's in the reflection who was not on the tour with them. Someone, a ghostly presence. All right. So we took the tours, okay? We uh, walked around the property with the full color uh, night vision video camera. And it was a beautiful property, by the way. A map, I'm going to put up a map here for you to see. It's really beautiful. There's a courtyard, uh, so you have the plantation. In the back of it, the plantation house, the main house. The back of it, there's a courtyard to the side of which is the restaurant. The other side is a general store slash coffee shop. And then the third side, the fourth side is open to a little, well, in Louisiana, we call it a pond. You call it a swamp. <laughs> uh, and it's got some cypress trees with their knees poking out of the water. It's really beautiful. There are ducks in it, but no alligators. And it was chilly anyway, so the gators would not have been able to move even if they were there. So then there's some cabins around the other side of the, um, of the pond. The slave quarters would have been farther away. And if I go again, someone else staying there, no one I knew, but I was talking to them, apparently there's a cemetery there that is of, they don't want you to know it's there. No, you know, uh, they don't forbid you, I guess, from walking there, but if you can find it, you can walk around in it. So next time I go, I'm going to find that cemetery. I didn't know about it. And then the slave quarters would have been, you know, quite a ways away, probably too far to access. Those, I believe, would have a lot of negative spiritual energy. One of my plans for Fangs and Folklore is to try to get permission from the Myrtles to do a full property overnight investigation where we're the only ones there. Um, I don't know if that's possible, and it might cost some money, but I'm going to talk to them about it. If they say no, they say no, but it doesn't hurt to ask. Now, uh, oh, I see the Castle Cats are active tonight, causing some trouble. All right, um, so <laughs> scratching on something. I hope that's the cat scratching on the wall. Anyway, um... So, yeah, so we walked around the property, then we uh, uh, finally went up to the room, had a couple of cocktails there, ch talked, chatted, joked around. We did an EVP session in the room, a few of them actually, and then I did the spirit box, the radio frequency scanner, um, and um, I then, um, what else happened? Oh, I had the laser grid pointing at a wall with my iPhone pointing at the laser grid all night long so that if something broke the laser, you would see it on the phone, but I, there's no memory on the laser grid, so if I'm sleeping, I can't see it, but so I had the iPhone focused on it all night. I did some, a little infrared photography and video in the room, and I had to cut away there. The castle cats were acting up very badly. I had to go ask them to please stop. Okay, so um, yeah, so uh, the room overnight. Now, I'm going to tell you, we got some very interesting things that on, on audio, on video, on photo, and um, something else you'll see. Now, uh, I'm not going to claim any of this is supernatural or not. It seems pretty weird to me, but I'm going to show you what evidence I found. You can decide for yourself. I'm going to tell you right now, I'm not faking any of this. 
Uh, I'm not making it up for the the, the you know production value. Um, even if we had gotten nothing, just a, a video on the man, on the uh, plantation would have been nice because it's so beautiful. Here's what we got. So in the spirit box, the radio scanner, the frequency scanner, <clears throat> we got nothing. No voices. We tried it a few times. There was nothing. In the room itself, <clears throat> EVP sessions. Uh, yes, we got four things that I think are interesting, which I'll play for you. Right, the first one, <clears throat> I asked. I was asking about Chloe, the servant girl, the slave girl, if she was there. So listen to this, okay, see what you think, and then I'm going to tell you, when we were doing this, neither of us were moving or touching anything. We held still. By the way, when I do EVP, if I cough or something, I say, that was me coughing. If a car passes, I say, that was a car outside. So later, when you review it, you'll know what noises were normal. Okay, so let's listen to this one. Chloe, did your master and mistress mistreat you? When they cut your earlobe off, how did you feel about that? Speak to me. Okay, what did you hear? When I asked about Chloe, I heard a clear tapping, rapping, like knocking. And it was in a pattern too, wasn't it? Uh, listen again. Chloe, did your master and mistress mistreat you? When they cut your earlobe off, how did you feel about that? Speak to me. Okay, so yeah, that was really weird. I promise you, neither of us were making that tapping noise. We weren't. And we didn't hear it during the EVP session. We did not hear it during the EVP session, which I think is really freaky. <laughs> it's creeping me out, you know, now after it's over. All right, EVP number two. Uh, I'd asked about little girl spirits. Apparently the children there are some active ghosts. And one of them, I believe her name was Mary. I called out, you know, are you here? Is there a little girl? Are you Mary? Come see. And I, I said, you can call me Uncle Matt and so forth. You can call me Matt. Uh, and so see what you think. Listen to this one. Say something to us, dear. Do you want to play? Do you want to talk to us? I'm Uncle Matt. Can you say my name? Okay. What I hear is whispering. Something like, the first one I'm not sure, maybe yes, and the second one I hear my name. Matt. See, listen again. See what you hear. See if you hear that. Say something to us, dear. Do you want to play? Do you want to talk to us? I'm Uncle Matt. Can you say my name? Yeah, so that's creepy. Again, neither of us were doing that. <laughs> we were not making any noise. We were both holding very still with the, uh, the audio recorder. I hear my name in that, which is really disturbing to me. I mean, it's amazing, but it's creepy too, huh? I guess that's what I was there for, though. All right, the third one, this is interesting because this one we both heard audibly with our own ears in the room. EVP, often, you know, you, you don't hear anything. You go back and review it. Something's there. This one we both heard. Again, I'm asking about a little child, Mary. Uh, look, there's a child there with us, so listen and see what, what you hear. Little Octavia, are you here with us? Little Mary, are you here? Did you hear something? I did. Okay, so it's hard to hear. I cranked that up as much as I could. We both heard, when I asked, is there Mary or someone here, a child here, we both heard a girl's voice saying, yes! We heard it clear as day. This we did this when we did this EVP session. No one else was in the rooms on the second floor or in the house. I checked. The rooms were empty. People were still, you know, out having dinner, whatever. Some of the guests arrived late too. There was no one there. I promise you, except my uh, assistant and I. So listen again. See if you hear a little girl's voice saying yes. Little Octavia, are you here with us? Little Mary, are you here? 
Did you hear something? I did. Hard to hear, uh, but it's there. We both heard it with our ears. And the, and the interesting thing, we were across the room. He heard it from where I was standing. I heard it from where he was standing, like it was coming from different places. That was really freaky because we heard it. And this one really amazed my assistant. He wasn't sure about ghosts and all that, but he was he couldn't believe it. The whole night he was going on about, we heard something. All right, and then finally the last one. Um, this is another uh, one I'm asking about children. Listen and see what you think. Talk into this little box in my hand and we can hear you. All right, what I hear here is maybe a little boop. I call it boop EVP. And it's not very clear and it's faint, but it is a child's voice to me. And it sounds like boop. Listen again, see what you think. Talk into this little box in my hand and we can hear you. All right, yeah, so... Um, this, uh, I don't know, the fourth one maybe is not, you know, the other three are better. The, the, the knocking one I think is the best, then the my name one, then the child's voice, and then this one. So, you know, see, what do you think? You know, I don't, I'm not trying to argue either way. I mean, there's, all, there's often a natural explanation, but that knocking, those two things, the knocking, the, the voice, my, my name being spoken, and the boop, we did not hear those with our ears. They were definitely not audible. All right, that's the EVP evidence I got, uh, four things out of all the ones we did. Now, um, the next piece of evidence is really uh, amazing. I um, Okay, let me explain. The first one I'm going to show you is a picture I took in the haunted mirror. Now, when we were doing this ghost tour at night, I, would, I asked the guide, I said, do you mind after we look at a room when everyone moves on, can I just stay in the room for just a moment and take a few pictures by myself? Because I don't want other people to appear in the pictures. I want it to be pure. She said, yeah, no problem. And I stayed, you know, I didn't stay too long. I didn't hold them up. So this one, I am in the room alone, I assure you. Pointing my camera at the ghost, at the haunted mirror, I take a picture. I was there alone. No one was there with me. Take a look at what came out. What the hell is that? Who the hell is that? There's kind of a shadowy figure to, well, looking at it is to my right, but in life it would have been on my left. It's a mirror image, literally. Wait, let's see. No, in real life it would have been on my right. In the mirror, it's on my left, yeah. So, yeah, what the hell? There's a shadowy figure. He's looking at me. It seems like peering at me. Number one, he's shorter, a short person. And, in, you know, people in those days were much shorter. He's wearing black, which men in those days just wore basically all black jacket suits. And um, that really, really is creepy, isn't it? Again, he wasn't there when I took that picture. I don't know what else to say. If, if the, you know, I think it's a ghost. <laughs> what else could it be? <laughs> if there's some natural explanation, let me know. Please contact me. Let me know. Make it, play, you know, post it in the comments. All right. The next photo I'm going to show you is actually a screen grab from a video. Now, the full, the full color night vision camera. I went all around the property, and what I also did when the the house was dark, when the ghost tour was over, they turn off all the lights, lock it up, because they have you know antiques in there. They don't want people messing with it. Fair enough. And so I put the camera against the window. So with the visible, with the naked eye, inside the rooms are pitch black. When you put the camera to the window, they show up in color night vision, which is creepy enough to begin with. I went and I, you know, I took video in all the windows. I didn't see anything when I was taking the video. I, I was hoping something, maybe something would move or a piano note would play. But no, but in the gambling room, look at what appears. Let me show you this one. This is when I was filming night vision, full color, full spectrum in the gambling room. Take a look at this. What? It, 
no one was there. And if you think, was it a reflection in the glass? No, no one was there. No one was behind me. I, I checked. No one was there. No one was inside the house because he had it locked up, and I didn't see it with my with my naked eye. Now, this is a gambling room. To me, this figure looks very similar to the figure in the haunted mirror. Uh, it looks like it's smiling, laughing, maybe having a good time in the gambling room, drinking, smoking, playing piano. I don't know. But that is, you know, wow. I don't know what to say about it. What do you think? Looks like a ghost to me. <laughs> All right. Um, the final piece of evidence is video evidence. This one, um, at first, it's shocking. It's it's, but then I well, let me, I'll tell you what I think. First of all, well, okay. So this is the full color night vision video while I'm walking around the property, and I'm kind of just looking around with it, just kind of seeing how it works. I haven't really used it before, and let me just show you first the video. See if you see anything. All right. What I see when I pan around, there's a tree in the distance, and it looks like a figure behind the tree peeks out like that, like a dark shadow figure. And I, I saw it when I was filming, and it scared the hell out of me. So I stopped, I froze, I didn't know what to do. Uh, so I froze for a few seconds, a few moments, then I decided, you know what, I'm here for this. I ran to the tree, I looked around it, no one was there, no one was anywhere near it, no one was in the walking around. Now, I'm going to I'll be an honest skeptic on this. Number 1, it's nighttime. Okay? Number 2, it's something I saw with my visible eye. Number 3, in the moments that I took being terrified and finally getting the courage to look behind the tree, it may have been maybe say 20 seconds or 30 seconds. It would have been enough time for someone to back up behind the tree so I couldn't see them and run behind one of the cabins. Could have been. Fair enough. But no one was around. <laughs> And uh, it didn't make a noise. And this one I find scary. It's like something is peeking at me, like it doesn't want to be seen, you know? Like it's, it has something to hide. Yeah, that one was freaky. <laughs> of all the evidence we got, that one scares me the most, while the, the, the photos are the most amazing. And the EVPs are pretty good, too. Uh, the infrared camera I had videoing at night uh, in the room didn't catch anything except a bunch of snores and bodily noises. Uh, and uh, me getting up to you know, go to the bathroom several times because I had a lot of wine with dinner. But I'm going to show you the one, one last thing we got. Okay, so remember I have the laser grid pointing at a wall. The way that equipment works, if something moves between the sensor and the wall, it breaks a laser beam. The instrument records it, and it shows you the shape, the distance, and the speed of the thing that's breaking it. Okay, and the temperature, temperature too. So if you get something cold that's walking across and there's nothing there, that's pretty intriguing. But like I said, the device doesn't have any internal memory. So I had my iPhone uh, on a you know charger so it wouldn't run out of battery, focused just on the, the readout, the display on that laser grid machine. Um, let me show you part of that video. Okay, first of all, just take a look. All right, so what happens is the iPhone gets knocked over. Uh, now, uh, we went to bed, the iPhone's filming. During the night, it's dark. I don't hear anything. I wake up, the iPhone is on the floor, quite away from where it was, as if it had been thrown. Now, it was on a trunk, you know, at the foot of a bed, old-fashioned, you have a trunk where you put your clothes. It was on a tripod, on a trunk, a solid tripod. In fact, uh, it was this tripod, one of these gorilla tripods. I made sure it was stable. Can you see that? Made sure it was stable. I pushed it, had the iPhone on it. It wasn't up high, like wobbly, it was right here. 
and it was stable. I made sure it was pointing at the thing. At some point during the night, the iPhone falls over and it's not only falls over, but moves, you know, kind of, I won't say flies across the room, but it lands a bit farther than you would expect just falling like that. It was stable. Now, is it possible? Here's some possible uh, normal explanations. Number one, I'm getting up in the middle of the night to go to the bathroom and I knock it off. However, I don't think that's possible. It was on a trunk at the foot of the bed. So was the device. When I went to the bathroom, I went and walked past the lasers so that they would catch me so that you could see. I would know, okay, that's just me going to the bathroom. I wouldn't have walked, you know, climbed a trunk to go to the bathroom. It was on a trunk. I was not near the phone when I went to the bathroom. Another possibility, did my assistant play a prank on me, get up, knock it over, ha, ha, ha. And, you know, uh, it's always possible, but I don't think so. I know this person very well, and this person was f kind of freaked out anyway, and this person would have told me by now. They're not the kind of person who would have done that and this never told me to play a joke on me. They were surprised too. Um, when I was asleep, I didn't hear the phone fall over, okay, so I wasn't woken up by it. So the, the, the facts are, I went to bed, phone's on a tripod, wake up, it's, it's kind of across the floor on the ground. I can't explain it, I'm not saying it was a ghost, I'm not saying it wasn't, but it happened. Alright, there is the evidence we collected at the Myrtles Plantation. I want to go again, this place is fantastic. The William Winter Room, where we were, has some activity reported. The most haunted room is the room, I believe, on the first floor next to the ladies' uh, day room, the sitting room. That's where I'd like to get next time, if possible. It was a wonderful experience. Ghosts or not, I had a great time. I would love to hear what you think about the evidence I collected. Again, ghost hunting is not scientific. I can't prove anything. But I think the evidence I got is pretty damn intriguing, if not convincing. I've ghost hunted before. I've never gotten anything close to this level of evidence. Never. I've gotten a whisper here and there, or a shadowy figure in a window in a photo that's hard to see. Never anything like this. This is crazy. This house is haunted as hell. <laughs> And uh, am I scared? No. The whole time I was there, I didn't feel scared. I felt more intrigued. I felt sad. You can feel, like I said, the sadness on the property, the, the centuries of human misery. It's over 200 years old. And um, okay, but I wasn't really scared. I didn't get a feeling that the, any spirit was evil, that there were any demons or anything there. I didn't get that feeling at all. And I sometimes am pretty intuitive about that kind of thing. In fact, I just hoped we did get something and uh, it would interact with us. Thank you for watching. Now, if you're listening on uh, Podbean or any of the other listening uh, audio podcast sites, you might want to watch this one on YouTube. It's Fangs and Folklore on YouTube. If you're watching on YouTube, I'd love to hear your comments about the evidence I picked up in the comments below. If you'd like to email me instead, for whatever reason, my email is matthew.miller.writer, like W-R-I-T-E-R, -E at gmail.com, matthew.miller.writer at gmail.com. If you would like to contribute monetarily to the ghost hunting effort now that it's up and going, I'm going to flash the PayPal up on the screen. We'd be honored uh, and we'll put you in the, the fan club and mention you if you'd like as a sponsor. Um, and thank you for watching. Please let me know what you think. And as always, sleep well if you can. Uh -huh.